Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Who I am, y'all, y'all know who I am. Yeah, the only people getting depressed is the people going bankrupt every Friday, every other Friday. Yes, yes, you're not seeing no Jewish folks shot down the street, it'll bankrupt the government too much. But have that conversation with me on a different platform. Well, same platform, just a different class. Maurice, I'm mute your mic, my man. Yes, yes. Real estate town, brother. Real estate town. We might go a tad bit over, but real estate town. Okay? That's okay. Yeah. All right. Maurice, ATS real estate. How many of y'all excited about real estate? Yes. How many of y'all want to be in real estate? Like, you ain't going to be able to be quiet here. If you ain't about making this money, you in the wrong place because Adonia is fit to buy some apartment complexes out there and have million-dollar cash flow coming real soon. And she... She's going to donate to y'all a few times, but it's going to be her customer's rent money donating. You understand? 
Making money while she's sleeping. That's it. Who wants freedom? If you want freedom, raise your hand. Unmute your mic. Put some noise out there. If you want freedom, come on now. That, that's it. All right. As far as I'm concerned, real estate is the only way to get true freedom. Grace, unmute your mic real quick and tell them what I teach around here. What's the only way to get freedom? Make a whole lot of money so you can unplug from the matrix. Well, I tell you, life is that simple. I need y'all to hear that. Did y'all hear Grace say it again? They, they hear you. Make a whole lot of money so you can unplug from the matrix. Did you know that when a Jewish parent dies, their kids get a million dollars? When my parents die, I'm getting nothing? If something's not in your culture, then you don't even understand what I'm talking about. It is, I mean, you can, you, can, you can benefit from whole life insurance while you're living. You can set up policies in which when you die, your children will get a million dollars a piece. Do you, you, you understand what I'm talking about? And one of the most fantastic ways to pull that off is real estate. Let's talk. We're going we're gonna to progressively take you out through real estate. We're going to start from the beginning, and we're never going back to the beginning once we get from the beginning, okay? Let's see. Maurice, I'm going to let you start off. Okay. What would you say they don't know real estate? Okay, now they probably do, but we're going to start from the beginning, but we're going to make This is going to be beginning advanced at the same time. We're going to mix them all together. What's the first things you think they need to do? And uh, uh, Sorry, me and Maurice are going to give you the reason I picked him, we're going to give you the same opinions and we're going to give you clashing opinions at the same time. Because at the end of the day, he's an agent and a broker. I'm an investor. We are not the same. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, he's like, no. Okay, we are not the same. And you're going to need both sides to get a full picture. Yeah. Yes? Okay. Now, we, we're not going to disagree with each other. I'm going to give you two different sides. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time, I'm going to give you the same side. Everybody got me? All right. Maurice, I wanted you to tell me what's the first thing you need to do to get started in real estate. And I'll tell you. Well, actually, who you want to go first? Me or you? Uh, you go first. Okay. I'm going to give you the first thing you need to do to get started in real estate. Everybody ready? Yep. Mentor. I'd say mentor. What would you say first, Maurice, from an agent, you know, your perspective? Um, I would say identify with an uh, industry expert that um, whatever your target is. So if you're targeting investment property, identify with that industry expert that either, that either has investment experience, invest in themselves, um, and identify with him. Good stuff. Hey, mm -hmm. Captain. Okay, got your message. We'll see you later. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you. She's out there in Europe. Now, yeah, all the best. Yeah, bye-bye. See you. <laughs> uh, the first thing. Bye. Okay, thank you. 
Let's see. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to identify, just define real estate that is at first, you know, Let's define it. real estate. Um, and it has to do with just the dictionary is, is, is says property in buildings and land. And then the real estate diction um in the school, the school's term and diction definition is is defined as a bundle of rights, right? You have the right to a possession, the right of the use of the property, the right to enjoy it, um, the right to exclusion, and the right of disposition and alienation. That's all I wanted to just just to get that definition. No, no, we need we need all that. Yeah. We need all that. Good. So we both picked the first thing that you can start in real estate. That's a mentor, intellectual expert in the industry. Is what he said. Mentor is what I said. Same thing. We agree. We're probably going to say two different things here next, but they won't be in disagreement. They'll just be two different things. Here we go. Now that you got that step, my question to you is, we'll let you go first. Okay. What should be the first thing that you focus on when you're getting into real estate? First, to determine if you should buy or rent. Okay, break that down. Okay. That, that's so good. That's good. So um, what is your situation, job situation, life situation? Um, so if you're looking to purchase a property, is if, if it's for, you know, to live in or investment, um, you know, to determine whether or not, you know, look at your job situation. So should you buy or should I, should I rent first? Um, and then you know, select the, and selecting your real estate agent, you know, a professional, you know, and selecting a real estate professional. So, oh, keep going. So determine if you, if you should, should buy or rent, um, because sometimes it may not be realistic and it may not be in the best interest, um, to at that moment in time. And the reason I'm just an example for that is let's say if you're renting or you're looking to buy a place to put your business at, um, and, Although, you know, it may be a long-term goal to purchase a building or a place where you're going to hold your business, but realistically short-term, I may need the lease for right now until I get to a place where I'm purchasing. I, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Now, let's pause real quick real here before we get to me. Let's take three, three questions from the audience in this same level straight to Maurice. Mm -hmm. From your own perspectives, you got your own questions. What do you... Ask, like you want to get started in real estate or you want to take yourself further in real estate if you're already there. Ask this real estate bro. How many agents you got, man? Eight. You got eight agents. Mm -hmm. how, many, how many states do you broker in? Three currently. New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Working on Michigan, right? That it's clap worthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. So now that we've qualified him, he's, he's in three states working on a fourth one. He's brokering. He's got eight agents working for him full time. Now, all of you, give me three of you who wants to ask a question how you want to get started in real estate. Ask to, all right, someone is asking in the chat. I want to buy and sell, buy without my money. Well, excuse me, but without my money. How can I do that? That's okay. most certainly right up my alley. I'm address that too later, okay. but you go ahead. Okay. All right, one of the ways there's hard money lenders there's a hard money lenders there that will uh, finance a hundred percent of the of the rehab um, you can um, you can partner with other individuals 
You can um, partner with individuals. When, now, when you say you don't want to use your money, do, when you don't want to use your money, can you clarify that just a little bit? You mean in, um, you want to use use other people's money? Can you clarify just what that, you know, you don't want to use your money, meaning your own money out of your pocket, yeah, or, you know, can you give me just a little bit more clarity on that? No doubt, no doubt. So we'll wait for her to type for more clarity. Will be other ways while she's typing that because that's fant hard money is a fantastic answer. We're gonna break down what hard money is after he lists out a few more options. Yeah. What, so what other options are you saying? Oh, she said yes, my own money in my pocket. So she don't want to use the money in her pocket. Okay. So um, hard money lenders. Um, you know, there was there's a a myth, a myth at you know I got into real estate based on watching the infomercial it was Carlton Sheets. I'm not sure if anybody remember back in the day and it was, you know, um, uh, it was an infomercial on Carlton Sheets and he suggested there's a number of ways. One, you can get owner financing, um, find deals where the owner will finance the, finance the deal for you or a portion of the deal. So if you find someone that has equity in the property and they're willing to hold papers, what it's called, you know, we could, define that later on if um, we need to, which is where someone is willing to hold, be the bank per se for you. That's one option. A person that may find a property that has equity in it and a person is willing to hold equity. My first piece of commercial property that I bought, I, I um, bought that way. The owner financed a second mortgage on it because typically with commercial uh, finances, you, your down payment is much, much higher. Everything commercial is more, more expensive. Um, commercial properties, 25% down minimum, at least 20 to 25%, sometimes more you're going to put down for commercial properties. Um, I was able to get into that property with 10% and the owner had financed the second 15%. So came up with 10% of my own money and he was able to finance the 15% over a five-year period with a balloon payment. And then after five years, I refinanced, paid it off owned the building, equity in the building, walked away. So that was one one way, is owner finance. Um, Somebody just asked, can you use a credit card for a down payment, et cetera? So you definitely can. Uh, they don't, the down payment is you, where you get it, get it from. It's really your choice, depending on the time. You can. That, that short answer is yes. Okay, short answer is yes, absolutely. I'm gonna address all these questions too from a different perspective. Alicia says, I've been approved for a $200,000 loan. Can I use that possible mortgage loan for not personal, but business, et cetera, commercial unit? That would be great. Um, when you, well, if it's approved for, for real estate purchase, that's what you would have to use it for. Um, nine, nine times out of 10. If it's not a SBA loan or a business loan, specifically, you would have to use it for what it's allocated for. If it's a $200 uh, real estate approved loan for real estate, you would, yeah, you would have to use it for a mortgage. You said mortgage loan, so it is a mortgage loan. It has to be applied to a mortgage. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about Mint Mobile. I am extremely excited to have the Mint Mobile services. When I tell you, when I first got all of my information, it came in this wonderful package and then it gave me step-by-step -step directions on how to transfer my phone number over from my previous cell phone services over to Mint Mobile. 
the process was smooth it was easy i have unlimited talk text and data i'm extremely excited about that especially being an entrepreneur i need unlimited everything pretty much and then not only that i'm saving over 700 dollars because i don't have another cell phone bill for another year yes ladies and gentlemen I won't have to pay another cell phone bill until next year, and I'm saving $700. Can you imagine saving $700 on your cell phone bill? So if you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly to you. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Remember, I'm now saving $700 a year using Mint Mobile. And every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, and 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your own phone with Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Get your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash success. That's mintmobile.com slash success. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month, ladies and gentlemen, at mint, M-I-N-T, mobile, M-O-B-I-L-E, dot com slash success. For a business, Excel commercial unit, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to use it for a commercial unit, um, uh, you know. But for a business, if you're going to purchase a business, I'm not. I'm, I would say no for that because if if you're going to purchase an actual business, because it's a little bit more in, in involved in yep. when you're purchasing a business, because it's just less collateral, just less to lean. The property that you're buying becomes a collateral. That's why they're giving you the two hundred thousand. Take that two hundred thousand. Um, they're going to give you the whole 200000 A portion of that's going to determine what type of loan it is. A portion of that is going to come out of your pocket, and you're going to leverage the property for the rest of it. So um, that $200,000, let us say, for the sake for, for the sake of argument, if it's an FHA uh, approval, and you're bringing 3.5% down to the table, which is your down payment out of your pocket money, um, the 97.5%, 96.5% that you're going to be financing is going to be from the bank. Um, you know, there's also closing costs. It's going to cost you probably about 9% to get into that. Got uh, to pay that out of pocket. You can't yeah. use that loan for that. Yeah. yeah. So, and they want, they want you to have some skin in the game. So that approval, you know, um, 9% give or take is what's going to cost for you to get into that property. 9% give or take, you're going to be somewhere around, you know, 3.5% down, you know, your down payment plus closing costs, you know, and inspections and fees and things of that nature. But to the short answer to your question would be, um, it would have to be used for a mortgage. 
There's other options that if you if you're approved for a $200,000 loan, the likelihood of you being able to be approved for a SBA loan is also there as well. So usually the guidelines for SBA loan is not that much different. Although that, you know, if you qualify for a $200,000 loan, that means you met the criteria that's very close to what the criteria is for SBA loan. So it's just a different type of product. All fantastic. Of course, every last one of his answers will be fantastic. That's why I picked him. Is everybody in front saying that? All right, good. That's why. All right, let's see. Other questions? I'm going to, you because you put all this in chat, right? So I get to go back. All right, because I'm going to go back and address a lot of it. I'm going to go back and address everything. I'm going to go back and address everything. And they won't be better answers. Remember, I am an investor. <laughs> and yeah, no, I, 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 I traditionally uh, do things different. That's the whole point of being an investor. And then when you're someone like Maurice, who has access to the MLS and is a broker and is an investor, oh, well, he's got, you know, two two legs over me right? i've got two legs he's got six legs you know and so he can run much faster than me right that's 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 all it's all good who else has a question thank you very much alicia for being selfish selfish is healthy healthy put the gas mask on you first yes yes okay? yes selfish is healthy good job good job and and i tell you what since you're approved two hundred thousand dollars hey what's going on you okay hey no, i'm just joking all right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Who's got a question? Come on. Come on. So that's a, a, a oh, okay. Grace has a question. Okay. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You you can come in with your own comment, and then we get okay. to the question. That two hundred thousand, if you're considering, you know, um, depending on not sure where you are, that goes further. It goes uh, further in different places, and you know, a lot less further than other places. But wherever you are, that two hundred thousand, if you're looking to invest. Um, and put the least amount of money down, use it to invest in a 304 unit. You could do a four unit, you know, um, if you want to and use that, that three and a half percent down as a four unit. And guess what? You can use the income from those 70% of the income from those other two or three units. So let's say you qualify for 200, right? And you pick a four unit as opposed to a two unit or one unit. Now that 70% of the income that, is uh, those three other apartments are generating. Now your 200,000 became whatever the math is times uh, times three. Exactly. So, and that will put you in a position of being able to um, um, speed up your, um, your real estate portfolio and your doors because the, the, the key is getting doors and getting the number of doors and having um, doors that uh, are making money for you while you're sleeping. And every first of the month that rent ro is rolling around and you don't- Your, your answer is so good. You made her start walking around. Cut her camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with the 200,000, I was like, wow, okay. Well, 200,000, I have to pay their mortgage, but what if I turn it into a business opportunity and make money instead of spending money and how can I now. do it? But I was told that I had to be in the yard. Oh my God, oh my God, there. who told you? Oh my God, no, no. A real All estate right. agent, a, a real, I reached out yeah. to people who were supposed to be in the field and she told me that you have to be in the unit to be to use that mortgage, to, to, to use that mortgage. So I was like, who's gonna live with their, their tenants, basically? 
All right, that's all right. Deanna's putting that in the chat for me so I can come back and address to it. This is Maurice time right now. Okay. Go ahead and respond, brother. So, so they told you that you had to be in the unit. This is a single unit though, right? Or is this um, unit? Uh, uh, well, I was thinking about a multiple unit, um, at least two, because I was hoping for the other side to pay for my mortgage. Absolutely. And I live in Memphis, Tennessee. So, so that's the market. So, so you saying you was going to live on one side and then rent the other side out, right? That's what, I'm that's what was suggested to me. That's not what I want to do. But okay. that was suggested for me to make this thing work. That's what I have to do. Okay. So, so to the point of, I don't know um, what that, what that um, loan is. It does sound like a FHA product. Well, it sounds yes, like it is. FHA, okay, yeah, it sounds like an FHA product in that that requires for you to be um to be owner occupied for one year. For you to own one year. For you to own occupy that unit for one year. Um mm -hmm. and that is the case when it as it relates to that for one year. Um so if you buy a two unit and if the second unit is paying for half of your mortgage, then you you know you you you've um you put yourself in an in an event in an advantage, right? So one of the things, the very first book I read was, I can't find this book for nothing. It's called How to Buy Real Estate When You're Broken Bankrupt. Um, right. He had um, wrote that book and talked about that, those things of using that technique to, um, I think, to depersonalize it for your first property. You know, maybe um, you might not buy a property where you want to live for the first, the first property. But if you look at it with the idea that, okay, this property is going to pay for the house that I want down the line. So, I mean, you know, um, and when you're looking at it for investment, it really becomes a business now at that point. So if you can separate the idea of it being a personal, you know, um, desire as much as it is, you know, a business, because when you add to it that now this is a business for me, then you're taking away, you know, you take a little away from that of it being as personal. So now when I look at the purchase of it, I'm going to not necessarily buy in a, in, a, in an area that I would all, I would all necessarily live, would live in, but is it possible for me to rent there? And am I going to be able to get the amount of rent that I'm, I'm trying to uh, um, obtain in that area? Okay. And then, you know, the next one, because you can buy one a year. Um, there's a myth out there that says that you can be a first time home buyer only one time. That's not true. You know, um, it is, it is that you don't have an FHA loan for a period of time. So you can do that 97, uh, you can do that three and a half percent. And, and is that you don't have two FHA products at the same time. So you can do uh, the three and a half percent down as many times as you need to, you know, um, you know, so there's, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop there cause I don't want to over, you know, I don't want to confuse it and make too much. Thank you. I follow you well. I've, I'm just trying to figure it out because I, I don't have no money to spend, one. And two, uh, and if it's out there to be given, I think I, I should try to get it. So that's that's my take on it. But uh, I will ain't, definitely take it. Ain't these classes good? Ain't these classes, these classes good? These classes are great. <laughs> yes, now, here's Thank another you. thing. There's every state has down payment assistance money. So you can possibly go and get that. I'm, I'm, I, for New Jersey, there's $15,000. Uh, 
For Pennsylvania, I know of $5,000 that I can go and touch. So every state is going to have some down payment assistance money. That's grant money that you don't have to pay back. So reach out for it. And you don't want to find someone that's a housing counselor. You said, where you live? Where you say you live? Memphis? Yes, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, okay, yeah. There is housing counselors there that yes. I definitely know that, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, you know, that have access to that down payment assistance money. So you want, and if the importance of getting with someone that's that industry expert is if so that invaluable because they know that they know where to find that, that money goes, that, that money that you would, um, you know, down payment assistance money that you can use. So I think the main thing that I, that I really want to get across is that there's nothing that will stop you from getting a house that, that you, that should stop you from being able to purchase a home. Even if you don't have money, it's the desire. If you met the very first home I bought, I didn't have a dime. I had a thousand dollars and I, I had the down payment money and the desire to go and get the rest of it by the time closing. I scheduled a 60 day closing. I was a barber cutting hair. And, and I'm only saying that the, is that, you know, the desire and there's opportunities out there, especially with down payment assistance money that will pay your closing costs. Some of the down payment assistance um, will, will even pay that three and a half percent for you. They'll allow that. So there's nothing that, that, that would or should get in the way of, of purchasing real estate today. It's just knowing that. And a lot of times when um, Antonio spoke about the program and that programming will make have 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 sometimes have you thinking that it's impossible or not even possible and it's so much that's so much not the truth. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. Grace asked a question. We'll take the last question from Grace and then I'll start addressing. Oh Michelle G got a question. So we'll take he answered yours? No, 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 no. We ain't we ain't taking no kind of answers. So we'll go with Grace. What is the best thing to invest in when, it, oh, no, nah, he got to address that. There's no way he can address that, kind of. What's the best thing to invest in in real estate? What's the best thing to invest in when it comes to real estate? Boom. Best thing to invest in is mixed-use property. If you can invest in mixed-use property um, or um, multiple-unit properties, those are the best. I say mixed-use because that's getting into commercial requires probably more money down. It's a little bit down, down the line, not, you know, but, um, or multifamily answered that if that was multifamily, I would say, um, and making sure every, every, every purchase is not an investment. Sometimes you, you know, you put, you'll see some deals. I think you mentioned one, one of the deals you put up that, that example you gave, of Antonio, of someone saying, hey, you know, I'm just going to use numbers. Um, let's say, buy this property for $100,000. It's an invest, and I'll tag it, investment property, because um, they just wanted to put an investment property on it. And, or, <laughs> or it happened, in, it may be a two unit, and you're selling it for $100,000, but it's costing you $1,200 a month, even with the rent you're collecting. That ain't a deal. That's not an investment property. So you want someone that knows how to buy that's on your team, that's going to buy it in a way that, and the ideal thing is if I need to liquidate tomorrow, if I buy this and close on this property today and I have to sell it tomorrow, am I going to be at least whole, made whole with where I'm at? I'm not going to always find those deals, but that's part of the work that we have to put in, you know, when, you know, when what we're purchasing or what, what you're going to buy. 
you know, finding deals that, that at least if nothing more, you're going to be profiting. So the ideal thing is if you're not bringing, making a profit, um, you know, it goes back to the interviewing and ask, asking the questions, you know, for your audience. And in this case would be the professional, you know, um, that you're hiring because that's the audience that, you know, um, who, who you're selling, what you want. I'm selling to you that I want, you know, I, I want to buy an investment property that's going to make me some money. So now I need to ask you the questions as the professional, can you help me accomplish that? So now I need to know, you know, um, you know, uh, what's your experience in that, you know, and uh, are you selling me today just because you want a commission check check or are you have, do you have my best interest and, 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 and we doing this four times a year, ultimately, you know, or doing this at least starting out one a year and then going, you know, and, 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 and continuing to grow. To grow it. Fantastic. And Michelle G said, how do I get the properties that are abandoned and get them renovated without using my own money? Okay. Couple good stuff with that. Um, like, you know, a lot of, here's another thing too, to qualify, which you, to qualify the very first answers in getting started, you know, um, go to the city, city, city meetings and town hall meetings and things in your city and see because 90% of the times the things you see going up was planned 10 or 20 years ago. You might, it was on a planning board and you'll see that that stuff was done and on the map 20 years ago. And then you see it and you're like, man, oh, this is happening. But I was already on the map. It may, it's going to be some deviations from it and maybe things changing. Right. But there's parts in cities, uh, Detroit's perfect example. If you own a lot in Detroit or you own a home in Detroit and a lot next door sitting, you know, there's a lot there, you can go get that lot almost for, you know, for a dollar, you know. Why, why is that? Because um, you're bringing revenue, what they call uh, radicals back to the, to the city. You're bringing tax dollars to the city because now if I put that property in your hands, now guess what? You're responsible for the taxes on it. So it makes sense to me for to give you a property that's sitting and ain't making no money and generating any income. And now I'm gonna give it to Alicia. Who answered the question? Michelle, I'm gonna give it to you, Michelle. And um, now you're gonna pay the taxes for the next four quarters as they come up, come due. So check out the properties that's in the city. And sometimes the other thing is the credit. A lot of times don't get stuck up on credit. Don't get hung up as much on credit. Um, when we're relating to that, because there's other vehicles and avenues that, you know, um, sometimes the city are, will be willing to work with you to uh, um, get you to get that property in your hands for you to renovate it. Now, what the bank will do, you said, um, there's a, there's a, how do I, the property's abandoned and get them renovated without using my own money. <clears throat> there's something that's called, let me use this, this site control right as a developer or as someone looking to do development projects if i get site control as a developer that's just as good as ownership so if the city say to me i'll give you these three properties on this um beat up block and this site is a site is a site a site an eyesore on this block and they give you site control you can take that and go to the bank and that's just as good as cash. 
So you think that the bank would not have, what, what is the benefit to them? They're in the bank business of making money. They don't want the property. My business money, my business is, is making money on top of my money, charging you interest. I'm going to charge you 12% interest and you're going to give me five points. Just, just, I'm just throwing numbers out there. It may not be that high, but you know, you're going to pay for the money, but I'll give it to you. Well, because why? Because I do, did my due diligence and I know the property that once you're done, if you put that $70,000 into it that I gave you, um, uh, uh, 70 of that hundred that I gave you into the property, the property is going to be worth 250. So guess what? You can walk away if you want. You did the work for me. Now I'm going to do is come in and, and uh, foreclose on you and take, so, so, you know, that's one way that you're able to get, um, to get those properties, um, build a relationship, I guess, with the city, with the, with the, with those that have it build a relationship with the, and that's just the properties that may be the city. Cause not all properties that's abandoned are owned by the city, you know, by the way. So, um, and again, that's getting with the industry, industry professional that have access and can kind of know how to get to get to those, or you do it yourself. And in fact, it's all public information. You can go right to city hall and research any property you want, go right there to the tax office, get one, two, three, Mark and Bird Lane. I need to know who the owner is. Is there any back taxes on it? Can you give as much information that, uh, as you can on it? Public information. The city or town will give it to you. Boom. Come on, y'all give this man a round of applause. <laughs> That's some straight value, right? Yeah. Some straight value. Yeah. All right. Let me see if I can match his brilliance. Okay. Alicia, I'm going to address you as well. I'm trying to go in order. First off, I want to frame all of what I'm about to say around two simple understandings that is one understanding. Businesses would never make you rich buying a house will never make you rich mm -hmm. and we just want to receive that up front so the whole question should i take this long put in the business don't do that if you're trying to get rich if you're trying to have freedom don't do that businesses do not make you rich everybody understand what i'm saying you do not invest into a business and get rich that is a lie that is that is billion dollars of marketing that has told you that you understand you do not jeff bezos is not rich because he owns a business He's rich because he took it public. Those are two different things, okay? Those are two different things. It's basically business. He's in the B and the I quadrant. And all of you homeowners, you're at a strong disadvantage because you've never known anyone that bought a home and got rich. So right now, I'm already going against the grain already. I'm already going against the grain from what you traditionally taught I'm hitting in your programming, your cognitive dissonance and all that good stuff. You've never seen anyone buy a home and get rich. You've just never seen it. It's just not gonna happen. No one's ever bought a home and got rich, which tells me don't listen to real estate agents. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. When I teach real estate to my people, here's the, I'm gonna tell you in order what I say. Okay, I got a lot of it, but I'm gonna watch when I get to like the fourth or fifth thing. In order, here's what I say. You need to sell a property in 90 days. So when I asked him, what's the first thing you should, oh, sorry, when I asked him, what's the first thing you should be focused on and all that good stuff, right? We said mentor, I said, but right after that, if you're not trying to sell your property in 90 days, you need another goal. There ain't no sense in tying your money up for three years, two years, one year that's the worst thing you can do is have three hundred thousand dollars into a house and it's stuck 
and the economy crashed and now you lose that and now you got to wait seven years now you sell it for a loss and you get divorced because you made a bad investment because that's exactly what's gonna happen right that's exactly what's gonna happen no absolutely you need to be thinking about selling your house in 90 days then you want to get a realtor to start pulling reos for you okay real estate owned property you want to get your realtor to start pulling reos and you want to get comps and you want to have certain comps that you're going to be doing and and the case what i used to, well i still train this but i don't do it anymore you're looking for a three bedroom two bath if it's not a two bath don't just don't go get it they sell differently when it's less than a two bath now all of you understand they just do not sell the same way a three bedroom one bath a two bedroom one bath does not sell the same way it doesn't sell as fast and you cutting your profit okay a three bedroom one and a half bath it's not the same thing when the realtor pulled the comps you will find that those places are not moving quickly you have hyper and super hyper markets i when i used to buy like this i only bought i don't buy single family anymore but we'll leave that aside for right now i never buy anything in a hype that's not in a hype or a super hypermarket. What's a super hypermarket? A super hypermarket is when Maurice pulls the comps for me and he sees that. Th well, hold on, I'm sorry. Let me let me back up back to the, the three bedroom, two bath. I forgot to give you the square footage and I'm wrong for that. Three bedroom, what's what square footage that each other get? Is it 2000? I forget. What's the Maurice? What's the average square? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. All right. So fifteen hundred. If you're gonna go over, you're trying to go over a hundred and fifty square feet, not five hundred, but like sixteen fifty. It's kind of the same as sixteen hundred, fifteen hundred. You're not trying to go over that. You're certainly not. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is mexit news i'm trying to go under that you understand because when he pulls three bedroom two bath 1500 square feet he's pulling the same house mm -hmm. every time mm -hmm. so the comps are going to be every time and I'm asking him, Maurice, I want you to find me the areas where these houses are moving in 30 days. That's a super hyper market. Mm -hmm. 30 days, period, point blank, 
30 days. I want these joints moving in 30 days. See, remember, I'm an investor. I don't benefit. Remember he said the banks don't benefit. I benefit by having my money make money. I only make, I love hard money loans because I frequently give them out. <laughs> so if y'all don't want to lose your money, you got a good deal. I give you a hard money loan. I'm taking 50% of the profit because that's normal. But please know that, yeah, I like hard money. I ain't got no problem with you and want to use your own money. I'm mm -hmm. first money in, first money out. I'm first lien holder. So if you ruin the deal, don't worry about it. I'll just take 100% of my money now. I'll just, you know, it's all good, right? 30 days is what I want. Now that it's after 30 days, I'm looking for, you know, and I want to see if three houses have moved in 30 days. I want three different comps, and I want to pick, I want to pick, so I want to be in the middle. I don't want to have, let's say, well, I'm going to talk Texas talk, okay? Average medium household in Texas, $225,000. Adonia don't even know what that means. <laughs> $25,000 house in California is a million dollar house. <laughs> let's just, <laughs> yeah. So $225,000 is what I'm looking for on the medium. And I got a three bedroom, two bath. It's sold for, I got one of them that's sold for $178,000. I have one of them that's sold for 297000 and I have one that's sold for 189000 I am not, under any circumstances, on an after retail value, or after repair value, try to sell this for two hundred ninety. dollars That's way too far out. That, that, that's an outlier. It's too far out. I'm, I'm, they'll teach you to average all three of those numbers. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, you better take that 178 and that 189 and average those two. And just ignore that third 289,000 or 297,000. Okay. I'm the first thing I'll teach. Now, watch it. Here's what recap. I just taught you to get your house in 90 days, get you more reads to pull the comps, look at the comps. And the fourth thing I'm telling you off top is train your realtor. True. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> the fourth thing I'm telling you is train your realtor. Do not trust real estate agents, okay? Now, I'm not telling you nothing bad about them, but I'm gonna tell you two things from an investor standpoint that makes me leery about agents. If Maurice was an agent, he would not be <laughs> teaching this class with me. For one, all agents get an asset and give it away. You already lost my trust right there. Mm -hmm. We don't even speak the same language. <laughs> Alicia, your, your conundrum was, what's the best way I could hold on to my $200,000, right? So you not even, so you, when your agent told you something, now in FHA, you got to do something, right? I, I get that. But y'all don't speak the same language. You're trying to hold on to your $200,000 and make it $2 million. Mm -hmm. They trying to get $200,000 and get 3% commission. <laughs> we don't even speak the same language. So I can't take your advice. You, you understand? I just can't do that. The reason I said find a mentor is because now I want to get with Maurice. I'm going to say, hey, Maurice, what do you think that I should be doing? He's going to ask me a bunch of questions, interview me, and say, okay, this is how I want to do it. And he's going to teach me how to tell my realtor this is what I'm looking for. For <laughs> instance, my realtor. Her name is, what's her name? Melissa. 
knows don't even show me nothing that's less than 60 days. I mean, that's more than 60 days. I don't even want to see it. I don't even want to see it. Now, we got a little conundrum here because now I've moved into commercial and she can't go over there right now. So I'm trying to figure out something with that, you know, to keep her involved. Nevertheless, fourth thing I'm teaching you is do not run out there and let your agent advise you. Train your agent. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Train your agent completely, period, point blank. Because you're, you need to be the subject matter expert. You need to be using their expertise in the way you want to use it. Their expertise don't need to be guiding your investments. First off, they got no money in the game. Absolutely. You do not take the advice of someone that only benefits from your deal but will not lose. Don't do that. They have... You do not take advice from someone that's only going to benefit when you, when you win, but won't lose when you lose. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that. And just the mere fact that we don't speak the same language. If you're, getting prop, if you're getting assets that make you free, and then you give them away to people like me, you can't mentor me whatsoever. We do not speak the same language. I'm not telling you that's wrong. I'm just telling you realtors ought to deal with realtors. I'm going after freedom. If me and Maurice do a deal, he know it's millions of dollars off top. I can't even see nothing else. We talking about 897,000 down. If that, it might be more than that. But you understand what I'm saying? We, we, we ain't even talking about flipping. We holding on to this. We looking at 6% of our rent a year be something like $300,000 a piece. That's a realistic return. It's a 6%. And we want 6% to bring back 300,000. That means it'd be looking at a 500 unit apartment complex. You understand what I'm saying? Something like that. Now, mm -hmm. let me address all these questions real quick. Now that I told you, businesses don't make you rich and houses don't make you rich. And it's the truth. They just do not make you rich. You say, I want to buy and sell without my money. Always not use your money. Okay. However, however, that works. Well, it works all the time, but it just depends on what, wow. I don't know how to address this without saying it the way I really want to say it. I want my goal for all of, well, I don't want to tell you my goal for you. I personally wouldn't do anything without $250,000, personally. That that would be the goal. So if I'm broke right now, I would buy and sell. So I would even use hard money loan and I would take $20,000 profits and save them until I got to $250,000 and I would immediately go to multifamily. I would only stay in, buy and hold, Fixing, well, I wouldn't even go and buy a hole first. I, would, I wouldn't even go for passive income first. Why would you, why, Antonio, why would you not go for passive income first? Because the way you're going to do that is going to take too long. Remember, freedom is what I'm going for. True. I, yeah, I don't want a nickel and dime. You know, I don't want to have 200 houses that bring me in $2 million a month. Actually, that's actually quite 
incredible. So 200 houses bring me in $20,000 a month. Okay. That's, that's, that's more realistic. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have that. That's 200 transactions. I want one transaction with 200 families bringing me in $20,000 a month. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different game. Now go get 200 of those. Now you're famous. Even if you're trying to be private, you got paparazzi following you around, Googling and put your net worth on the internet without your permission. You understand? Mm -hmm. Now she addressed, uh, oh, he told her to get a duplex, right? And you live in one, you got the FHA, right? You do it for your absolutely wise advice. I would tell you do a fourplex. Absolutely, agree. Yeah, sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. Have three of those people pay your whole mortgage so you live for free. Forget half. For and part free. of your next place, wherever you're going to. Ain't that, ain't that the truth, right? Part of your next place where you're going to. So I would go for a fourplex, sixplex, because you don't need to, don't try to pay it off. Mm -mm. Do not take your $200,000 and try to pay off the sixplex, the eight. You could probably get an eightplex. Well, yeah, Tennessee ain't too. Let's just say six, four to six. You can do that with two hundred thousand down. You you're gonna put on. He said you're gonna put on your three and a half percent, your nine percent closing cost. You 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 win twelve and a half percent, but you're gonna let those five, those six people, or five people in this case, because you gotta live in one of them. You're gonna let them pay off your rent and your mortgage at the same time, and give you surplus. So now you cash flowing and you go back to the bank in a year and say, I want another one. Look how well I've been paying y'all on time. I ain't never missed a payment. Mm -hmm. Look at this collateral. I want to use this sixplex as collateral. Now give me more money. Then go say, Alicia, you looking real good today. Here's some more money. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> and then you take that and you go buy a 12 one. Now, all of you listen to me because I want you to be careful about sixplexes and 12 plexes. In her case, do that but after you do that if it's easy to get it's easy to lose true if you can get something if you can get a six you can lose it all it takes is three renters to walk out that's it all it takes is three of them at one time now you only got 50 percent of your rent and if you live there now you only got 33 percent of your rent and multifamily units are not appraised by like the pretty stuff you do to it. It's appraised on cash flow. And yeah, you, yeah no doubt. And you being in one, you automatically ruined, right? That appraiser <laughs> for a year. Like real talk. And, and, and it kills me when I see people use it like and I just I can't fathom why people would put do, you got to do me a favor. Do not put somebody in your apartment. Let them live there for free or at a discount so you take and collect your rent money. Don't do that. You're losing your cash flow and you're you losing your network where you can borrow against it. Just stop being cheap and go get a property manager. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that property manager does way more than just collect rent for you. The yep. presence of a property manager being a part of the transaction is a biggest deterrent, a bigger deterrent. Because when a person knows, and a lot of times landlords, landlords are, you know, um, like you just said, 
okay, I'll let this tenant collect rent for me and you pay uh, $450 instead of $650. You've already cut into your profit. And see, one of the other things what um, a property, real property manager is, he, and at the core of all real estate professionals, see, and what, see, and what they should be doing is, and all, not, all real estate professionals are not created equal and all property managers are either. <laughs> so what they should be doing at the core is enhancing your value. Then you hire a property manager and they take your property, it should be increasing in value. It should be looking, he should be suggesting, they should be suggesting ways that you're gonna be able to increase. You got a whole big space in the basement that you're doing nothing with. They should, should be suggesting that you're gonna put some coin-operated laundry machines down there. You, if you're in the area, maybe you can put a, you know, red box might be a stretch. Vending machine, something. Vending machine, something in there that's gonna generate more income for you. Um, and, the, and the more you income you got coming in, is the more you can borrow against the bank. That's what I, that's what I, exactly that's what I was the point. Yep. Because if you redo if you take that four fifty, it took you you just hit your debt your income you just hit it. So and one of the things you you know to your point what you said is what's the worst thing I see is walking into a property that I'm getting ready to, to assess or evaluate for managing is the landlord that didn't increase the rents. Mm. Or well I didn't you know they were good tenants and I just didn't want to you know raise the rent on them. You don't even realize that you just cut yourself, shot yourself in the foot by a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. Because now I got to begin to do that, and gradually get you to where you could have been at had you raised it ten, two percent. You ain't got to do four percent. Most places is between four, five percent if it's not rent control. Just raise it one percent. Just raise it every year because it increases. All that goes to your value of your property after you need to do something if you want to tap into it because it becomes a checkbook for you if you do it right. It becomes that opportunity for you to go and buy another property if you Which do it right. Which makes you more bankable. That's right. And if you're bankable, you're automatically grantable. That's right. So if you're bankable and grantable, now you can make these statements, I don't want to use my money. Mm -hmm. You can go, go ahead, use the bank money and you ain't got to worry about credit. Because if the numbers work and it's multifamily, ain't nobody mm -hmm. running your credit. Mm -mm, the deal won't work. Now, to your yeah. point about you said you said that the multi that the uh, three hundred units. You know, I had uh, made a phone call to one of these, where the now we're in the you know we're in twenty twenty right now, right? The beginning of a new year, so these funds is being replenished right now. Um, a lot of individuals were starting to put their proposals together in November and December for funding that's coming up this year. A lot of times you get the funding for money for next year, you start to do it, right? Now, um, a lot of, there's, I just wanna put out there that there's financing and money available that don't require your credit, don't require for you to have that like just, I guess really take out the mindset of, I can't or I'm not able to do this because I don't have good credit. I'm not able to, none of that just, you know what I mean? Just none of that, like, don't even, like, let that, you know, hold, hold on to that and leave it right there for a second. Because there's, um, when I first heard about the funding and money that's available to some of the question you asked about getting in, getting real estate, um, abandoned properties, right? There's funds that are available because this, this country have never addressed a low income question. That's always out there still. So what you, you're able to do with the right proposal, 
is to put together a proposal that would allow you to be able to buy up, you know, properties with the right proposal without having, um, having to have excellent credit. So um, the story mention I want to mention is I, I, I reached out to a person, I had a project lined up, had talked to the city, had um, site control lined up and everything the city was going to give me. It had started out with 74 units. I asked for every last one of them, you know, and so there was 74 they started out with. It was originally 94, they down to 74. By the time we finished, we was down to like 34 and they was going to consider me for four, three, two, or, two to four of them. Those sites that I picked from these two sites, but they were going to give me site control. And when I reached out to where the financing was for it, they said, uh, and I'm thinking, I'm saying something, you know, hey, um, $3 million project, by the time we're done, it's going to be 5 to $8 million. They said, yeah, you can go to a bank for that. We only do a minimum of $5 million. We start at $5 million. And I'm just saying that to say that, you know, in these projects and would require for it to be, um, it was going to be a, um, either a 5 to 10 unit with some commercial on the bottom, mm -hmm. you know, with, um, so that was going to put in, and what the proposal was, was for, okay, we understand that um, sometimes the down payment may be an issue. You give me those lots. If you give them to me for free, I'm going to give it back to the buyer. We're going to put $10,000 on top of the, as a down payment assistance for that person trying to purchase the property. If I have to pay for it, then I'm going to take the $10,000 back. And then they have to come. So what's better for you as a city is, is, is property that's sitting there. How about let's get people in these properties, give them a $10,000 incentive, and then give the property to us to do it. And then once you have the property, then you're going to go to the bank because they're into it. For you for putting this proposal together, this is going to be a $7, 8000000 million project. After you're done, they're going to give you the money to build it out, give you the money to do all of what you need to do the build out, and everybody wins. Like Phil said, you know, about what it is, a situ the right situation. In the words, he said it's so succinct about putting together something that's mutually agreeable for everybody, you know, work that works for everybody. That's a, that, um, that scenario for, for that case. So I just wanted to put that out there nice. so that you know that it's available, man, you know, and it's there. No doubt. And of course, y'all shouldn't be buying none of this stuff in your name. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. none of it, right? But we'll cover that another day, but you shouldn't be buying none of this in your name. None of it, because that means they can sue you. All right, let me just address a few more things with Landis playing. Owner financing, he brought it up about holding papers. He, he already explained it, how that just means that someone becomes the bank. Typical return of interest, uh, interest rate, excuse me, on a deal like that would be 10%. That's normal. Okay, so don't, don't confuse Alicia's three and a half with owner financing. It is quite normal. To if I'm hold if I'm the bank, then I am allowed to charge you more interest because I'm taking all the risk. Now, if you miss a payment and if you default on your agreement, please expect for me to tell you thank you for all your donations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're not getting your money back and you cannot get this property. <laughs> you understand? Mm -hmm. And here's a good thing. One of the first ways. So I'm going to tell you the first way I bought my property. I'm going to tell you the first way I helped someone get theirs. I, and I never told the second one, the first one I get, get there. I never told this out loud. Me too. I didn't. My first property, I bought for a dollar. Mm -hmm. It was a duplex. It was a duplex. 
and hurricane came through and gutted out the bottom. And I had $12,971 and I put that into rehab to fix that bottom. Well, actually I had to fix the top because the roof fell in, but I spent it for a dollar because the lady just flat out didn't want it. The family was tripping mm. and she couldn't legally give it to me. And I'm not kidding. First part of everybody, I went to Office Depot. I am so not kidding. Mm. I went to off, sorry, I went to the, the SOS, Texas, SOS, what am I trying? Wow. Secretary of State. I went to the Secretary of State website. I spent $1 for a name search. I spent $300 to register Smith Cousin Properties, LLC. You can look it up <laughs> if you want to. I'm not even joking, okay? I'm not even joking, okay? I did that. And then I went to Office Depot. I had no lawyers, no nothing. I went to Office Depot and I went and bought their deeds. Because of Blake, mm -hmm. it was $9.99 for 10 of them. Mm -hmm. I went to GCAD.org. It's Galveston County Appraisal District.org or whatever it is now. And I went and got all the proper address to put on the deed. Then I took that deed to the Galveston County Courthouse up to the third floor. I gave them $27. They transferred the deed in my, I'm oh, sorry, I went out of steps. Then I went to Bank of America because they wanted me to get it notarized. I took the lady down with me, took it to Bank of America, let them notarize it, and I didn't even have an account at Bank of America. Then I went to Galveston County Courthouse, gave them $27.92, Transfer the deed in my name, I bought that home. Mm. Just like that. Mm. I'm not even joking. <laughs> That's way too much detail for me to be lied, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm right, dead serious. Bought that home, rented it. I still, to this day, own that property. Wow. To this day, I did that in 2008. Uh huh. I did that in 2008. Why do you think I always got the money to be for? Anyway. Yeah, 2008. <laughs> I did that in 2008. Real deal, holy field, real spill. I'm telling you. Now, my one of my uncles, 121 Brown Street. Took 121 Brown Street. The property was appraised at eighteen thousand dollars, whatever is crap, and hadn't been appraised for a while. The owner financed. The lady held the papers. I gave her two thousand down. She charged me 10% interest and $800 a month. I was paying way too much for the property, but don't worry about that. Either way, it was good for me because what I did was I charged my uncle for a three-bedroom, two-bath, $1,000 a month for a house. I only wanted $200 after my stuff, okay? And of course, the $800 was all the tax title, you know, all the insurance, all the stuff combined. Let him pay 12 months on-time payments. Mm showed the bank that he paid on time, told the bank he is able to pay this, then I, uh, I skipped a step. The lady held the note, I held, she held the deed, right, all that stuff, and I put myself in the middle to where when we sold it to my uncle for $53,000, how much did I have in the property? $2,000. Somebody ain't hear me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I only got two thousand in as a fifty-one thousand profit, and I ain't paying the lady. Come on, man. 
12 months on time payment because he didn't have the credit to fix it, but I didn't need that. I just mm -hmm. needed him to never be late for 12 mm -hmm. months. Went back to Bank of America in 2009, showed them that he could pay it. They cut me a check. I paid off the lady, her 18000 And then I kept the difference between 53000 and $18,000. I only had 2000 in. Come on now. Yeah. Did that make sense, Maurice? Mm -hmm. Perfect sense. That is legal. That is ethical. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's business. another way to get around. That's business, man. That's another way to get around credit. Another way. You, yes, you can use credit card loans. I mean, you can use credit cards. Hope now, if you're moving houses every 30 days, I mean, every 30, 30 days, 60 days, you're good. If, now expect, if you're going to use your credit card for down payments, then obviously you got a $20,000 limit like Adonia. She got 12 of those. She got 12 cards with $20,000 limits. And then she, I don't know. <laughs> putting her business out of it. I'm putting her fake business out there, y'all. I don't know this stuff for real, right? But I'm pretty sure she got something. Like, she looked like she got her 800 credit score, don't she? The curls just <laughs> curl like an 800, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got your $20,000. You need to put, you know, $13,000. Expect your score to go down once you do that. You don't care. Because mm -hmm. you're going to buy when your score is up. You're going to swipe the card. It's going to go down the next month. Then you're going to flip that in 30 days, sell that, then pay off the card and do it again. So now your credit card literally becomes a business card. I've done deals like that too. You get it? Just every other month you're, or every 60 days, you're up, down, up, down. Who cares? Because you only need your credit in the up months. Exactly. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Terrible advice. For a financial advisor a great advice for an investor mm -hmm. <laughs> okay and i think there was one more thing here how do i get properties abandoned my name i have no answer for that he gave a great answer for that that is not my lane so i stay out of that lane right there and oh, then not quite 800 okay it's 798 you know you know she, <laughs> she paid off a credit card too early and they dinged her you know she got a zero balance that's what happened Let's see, mixed properties, okay, he put that there. Okay, I, okay, that's me talking, Memphis, Tennessee. I think I've addressed everything that was said. Yep, I think that's it. So won't you, Maurice, give us some final words and close us out, final okay. advice, and then we'll come back next Tuesday, do it all over. Um, one of the things that I took away, the first thing that's coming to me now is um, something that I've heard often is being present, you know, in it. And what I just heard you break down was being present in every transaction because there's no two transactions alike. One of the first things I teach all the, uh, the agents and when I train the agent, uh, any agent or even in the real estate class when I teach them, don't, there's no cut cookie cutter deal. And every investor is different. So you have to, add, you have to uh, be present with that individual because like um, people don't want to be sold for whatever reasons. So if, if I come across to you as cookie cutter and I'm putting on you uh, what Antonio's uh, um, goals are for his investment, you're going to hear it because you're not, you're not going to hear me because it's not with what. So just be present, you know, with you know, with um, just being present with each transaction, I think um, um, 
was the was the one one point that I really wanted to make. And you know, just um, thank you for the opportunity to share. It's just share. I'm 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 grateful to be able to share of what what you know what I know and anything I have is yours. I just want to be able to give to you know you know give and help you to be be better in any way that I can offer that for you to be be able to be better and to be successful at that. That's what I, I that's appreciate what I, that. No, I appreciate that. We're going to do this every Tuesday, y'all. Y'all will see in your access, you'll see a spot that you already have, no charge to you, to start saying ATS Real Estate and all these classes will go there. One thing I want to address is something that Donya put in chat a while ago, licensed people are taught real estate as if we're employees. Facts, because they are. They are employees, okay? Do not get it twisted. They are employees. There is nothing about a real estate agent that is self-employed, and there's nothing about a real estate agent that is not an employee. The very essence of the position is an employee with the illusion of being self-employed or an owner. True. That being said, they're specialized employees, and that's why they can make a lot of money. Use their specialties. Do not let their specialties become your mentor. Mm -hmm. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Maurice. We killed that, no, brother. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank you very much. See you next time. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. 
If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me 
to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss, and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 
48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R E C. Aura, U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.